0: All right, how are we doing this morning? Good, 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 good. If you have your Bibles, grab those. We're gonna be in John uh, chapter twelve this morning. Gonna um, uh, man, just just look at some things over the next four or five weeks, three, four, five. I don't know how, however long God takes us um, to get through. Uh, and so, just just excited, uh, excited about that. A uh, happy new year. I know, I'm I'm a week I'm a week late I know I know I was um uh, had the opportunity to go up up to West Virginia and, and see family visit visit with some family and so um it's just a good time away just a good time of uh ringing in the new year up in the mountains uh of West Virginia and so um just refreshing and and good to to be around uh family we haven't seen in a while and so um, it was good. Missed being here. Uh, missed, missed my family here. And so I'm um, excited to be back, which that's usually just kind of an indicator or an FYI. This may get a little bit longer uh, or I may speak a little bit faster or get a little bit more amped up. Normally for me, uh, when, when I'm gone a week, it's, it's y'all need just need to hold on, buckle up, because this is going to be fun. Um, no, uh, but, but I am, I'm excited, excited to be uh, in God's Word uh, with us this morning. And so just, just a quick kind of just poll real fast, to kind of get a, get a feel of the room for just a second. Uh, any, any New Year's resolutions made? Anybody like, we, we resolution people in here, okay? I, well, what is that? Like, it kind of made, like, I, I like what you're doing though, kind of like setting yourself up so if, uh, if I don't quite, I, ah, you're onto something there, man. Um, yeah, yeah, okay, so, so some, some resolutions have been made. Any, anybody break the resolution yet? Any, any, okay. Love your honesty, thank you, brother. Yep, 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 yep. It was funny. I saw, I saw a little meme uh, online, and it, uh, it was of a of a son uh, talking to his dad, and he's like, "Dad, what, what are all of these, uh, this, this resolution, New Year resolution type stuff?" And the dad responded with. Well, son, that's just a a list of rules that uh, adults live by for the month of January. Uh, And I thought, I mean, how how true is that? How appropriate and funny uh, is that? And all at the same time, if you kind of do like this, then maybe you haven't broke it. Uh, But um, absolutely. And so, but, but that's the thing I love about the new year, right? It's kind of a fresh start. Kind of a, a a coming into a, a new a do over a start over of of things to come right a, just a, a fresh beginning, twenty twenty two into twenty twenty three, man just a maybe a start again. I, I don't know about you, but I, I love it because it's 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 almost like a blank calendar now. Starting over January, you can get that that new planner, that fresh planner. There's got new numbers, that big number up there at the top corner. Take you a few little few months to get used to that, right? Twenty twenty two to twenty twenty three. If you write checks or if you have to date stuff, getting that right. And uh, I just believe God's just kind of built that in on purpose. I just believe that's just, just a part of his heart and, and the way to do that as, as a, a changing of a year comes, just built it into the flow of just kind of a refresh, kind of a time of being able to just assess, look back. I believe it's a good thing to look back. I believe it's a good thing to, to to set some goals and to think about like how how did last year turn out? Where where are you leading me this year, God? What do you want to uh, do in me? How can I grow? How can I be better? How can I uh, uh, pursue in certain ways the energy and effort that I put into certain things? Is it where it needs to be to uh, to kind of get me to to that goal or to be about what I need to be about? And um, as I was just reading and studying this week, I came across uh, this, this quote. Um, I Have no idea who this person is, but it just it says this: "It says to be sure of hitting the target." shoot first and then call whatever you hit the target i'm thinking okay maybe maybe she's onto something there yeah i'll just i'll just start shooting and then whenever i hit yeah that that, that was my target but the, the question is how often do we do that I mean, like, realistically, how often do we, uh, something just happens, oh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I wanted to happen. That, that was, that's what I was hoping for in my life. Yeah, that was, but, but maybe we haven't done the work to get us to the place, or we haven't set uh, some parameters to kind of help us navigate and get to that place. And so, uh, my oldest boy, he, he's, he's a golfer, and so um, I can remember when he was younger, like, we'd go to the range. And so I, I would stand behind him, he'd be there hitting, I'd be hitting, and I would watch him, and I'm like, hey, dude, good shot. What were you aiming for? He's like, where the ball went okay. Hits it again. I'm like, okay, dude. Um, what were you aiming for? Dad, I was aiming for the there. I'm like, which there? He's like, the there where the ball went there. I said, yeah, but just like the swing before that, the there was over the other there. Are you sure that's the there that you were trying to hit there? Well, did, did the ball go there? I said, yeah, the ball went there, but was, well, that was the there. And I'm like, dude, like, like and, and the reality is that doesn't help him get any better. You know, like, like, like shooting first and then saying, hey, that's the target. Because the thing about the driving range is that there's targets everywhere. I mean, so really, like, if you, you want to be a good golfer, just go hit on the driving range. you like, yeah, man, I was aiming for that. Well, you were, you were point- yeah, but that, well, that's what I was trying to do with that shot. I hit it way over there when I was pointed here. I mean, I'm that good, yo? You know, I mean, there, there's different ways. So, so I got this idea with him, and, and now we carry this everywhere we go, but this, uh, this is an alignment stick. So now what that means is that he can't cheat me on the there that he's aiming at. Because what this does is you lay this on the ground toward the target that you want to shoot at. And you lay it on the ground and you put your ball there and you align yourself to it. And then you start to make swings to, uh, uh, to, to get the ball going in the direction that you're actually aiming. And so I found this to be very, very helpful, very, very beneficial. Because him just going out there hitting and saying, I'm hitting it to the there. And really, the there is wherever the ball goes isn't good it hurts and so we carry this around in his bag now and he'll put it down and he'll use it as a tool as an alignment aid as a as a help and so i don't want for me i don't want for you i don't want for us as a church uh to to pursue the things of god that way oh oh yeah well that's what i was wanting to happen yeah, that's what I was hoping for. That, that was what, and never, never being aligned to what, what God would really want or what God would really have and it just uh, j- just kind of a, a hope and a prayer. I, I don't want to just live, yes, we live by hope and yes, we live by faith and we pray and we seek and we press in, uh, b- but I want to be intentional in that. Like, like I want us to put down some rods this year that's going to align us and point us in a direction that I believe God wants us to go. Uh, some areas in our life, in our church, personally and corporately, that, that I believe God wants us to, to line ourselves up with. I don't want to just be a people that just, uh, we just start shooting at things like, yeah, that was the target. Yeah, that, that's what I was hoping would happen. Yeah, that, that's, what I was, that's what I was going for. That's what I wanted. And so I want us, over the next few weeks, to just use this, to just set this thing down and aim it where we believe God is leading. Uh, no, maybe it's a little bit more. Uh, there it is how meticulous how crazy but how intentional and so I think it's right and good for us to cry out to God and ask Him hey we believe this is where you're leading us this is what you want to do in us and through us individually corporately as the body and to lay it out there and ask Him to move in a mighty mighty way to set a target that we're going to go for and so that's what I'm going to do over the next few weeks. I'm going to lay out some goals, some directions, some targets for us. Because God was so good to us in 2022. And He was so faithful and so good. And He allowed us to accomplish and do and, and be a part of, of who He is and His movement in this world for the kingdom. He has done so much stuff in us and through us. And so for me, I just felt the conviction of wanting to be more intentional, wanting to be better at leading and pressing us towards some of those goals and some of those targets. Because what I've learned is this, you will never hit the target that's not set out. You will never hit the target that that you don't put out. And so so for us as a church, I want to lay some targets before us. I want to lay some goals before us. I want to lay some direction before us. And I want to ask you to, to, to jump in. I mean, you're just, you just, you just saying, like, I fully surrender. I, I want to ask you over the next few weeks to be fully surrendered to what God's calling us to do and to be about here at New Life Baptist Fellowship walking into 2023. Because he's, he's done some amazing things last year. I mean, he's helped us to, uh, uh, to invest more in kingdom work than we've ever invested. I mean, we, 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 brought, we raised over $2,000 in two weeks to send Bibles to Nepal, uh, to to an area, to a mountain, to a village uh, in the mountains that that has never heard the gospel, has never read the scriptures. And and so we were able to help fund and be a part of that. We saw uh, uh, around 20 people baptized last year. and God was gracious and good enough to help us pay off this facility and be debt-free now. Uh, I mean, just some amazing things, being able to, to move in an in a, in a opportunity to plant a church. And, and we want you to be a part of that. We, we want you to be praying, okay, God, is, is this my surrender? Is this my yes that I'm laying down? Is it for me to go and commit a year over at Riverview there in Spartanburg on 29? Is, is that the yes you're asking? From me, I, I don't know what that would be. I don't know what that would look like for you, but I'm gonna lay out some things over the next few weeks that's gonna just ask God to do that, some targets that we can shoot at and ask him to help us align ourselves in such a way that we'll get to that point. So, so some of the things that I'm adopting in my life, because I, like I wanna grow and I wanna be better and so uh, I wanna be more intentional. So some of the things I'm adopting in, in my life and I'm gonna do the same thing for us here at New Life is, is as we sit out the targets, uh, I wanna, I'm gonna let you know what the yearly goals are the yearly things that we're striving for, that we're asking God to step in and, and do a mighty work. And, and, and some of those things may be uh, huge and some of those things may not seem like they're, they're very much of anything, but, but, but we wanna press in and be intentional. So what we'll do is that you'll see those over the next few weeks. And they're gonna be plastered around the church. They're gonna be in places where you can see and be reminded of because what I wanna do is, is I wanna have monthly assessments. I want to step back for a second. like, Okay, how are we doing this? Are we really aligned or do we need to come back and be like, okay, well, we, we thought we were aligned that way, but what we need to do is we need to move it just a little bit more. It's more this way here. And now that helps us align ourselves and it gets, uh, and just assess, how are we doing? Is what we're doing even um, aiding and getting to that, to that target, to that direction, to, to line us up, to be able to even, to even shoot for that. So I want to do that monthly. I want to look at that monthly. And then I also want to have weekly reminders. I don't know about you, but it's, it's super, super easy with those resolutions and those goals to be overlooked after the first week if you never remind yourself of what you're trying to do, if you don't put accountability in your life to help remind you, impress you, and encourage you about what you set out to do and be a part of. So I want to keep it before us as often as... As possible, and so, so this morning, this is this is what I'm praying and asking God to do and accomplish in us, and this is going to kind of help be the uh, the tracks that we run on that, that navigates us uh, as we look at this target and this goal uh, that that we see here in John chapter 12. And this goal is, is for the world, uh, the the world, with the sacrifice of Jesus to see the glory and honor of God. So that's what God's goal is with the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. So I'm going to ask you to join me as we pray, and then we'll we'll jump in here to um, John chapter 12. Father, we we love you. We thank you. We praise you. Father, as we we dive in this morning, we're going to see what your goal behind sending Jesus was. And and so, Father, I pray that, that us as a church, we align our hearts with that. Everything that we do aligns with that reality. So, Father, work in this moment, in this time, Lord, as your word is proclaimed, Father, I just pray that your Holy Spirit would, would move, would convict, would draw. And, and Father, maybe even for the heart here this morning that don't know you as Lord and Savior, Father, for the, for the first time, maybe, may, may they hear the gospel and through faith come to a relationship with your Son Jesus. So, Father, above all, the prayer and the desire of the gathering this morning in this place is to bring you glory. In your name we pray. Amen. So John chapter 12, starting in verse 27, you have Jesus here, he's praying, and what we're going to see and find in the scripture is that what he prays for is going to point to, to God's goal per se, his target uh, uh, and, and purpose for the world, in the world with Jesus. And so we're going to see that here here in a second, and, and, and it's, it's, it's right out of the gate here and just in just in the next verse, but it's, it's for God's glory to be made known uh, in the rescue of sinners, it's for God to get glory and honor through Jesus by rescuing sinners. That's what we're going to see. So let, let's jump in. John twelve twenty seven says this, now is my soul troubled. And so when you see this little phrase here, his soul being troubled, this is Jesus uh, speaking, praying here. He says uh, this phrase is, is very, very strong. It's, it's, it's very, very deep. There, there's, uh, it signifies horror. It signifies anxiety. It signifies agitation. It, it signifies a little, a little struggle here that's going on inside of Jesus, a little internal, emotional. Uh, the, the weight of the moment is starting to, uh, to hit him. He, he knows uh, what's ahead. This is no small undertaking that he's about, uh, about to walk into. He, he knows that eternity hangs in the balance here. He's aware of the magnitude of what's about to happen as he starts to, uh, to make his uh, progression to the cross. He knows what's coming, and in that, his soul is troubled. He's, he's deeply moved. He's bothered in a big, big way as he's well aware of the cost, because the cost for Jesus is his life. The cost for our souls, the men and women sitting in this room, the kids who have gathered here in this place today, the cost for our eternity is the life of Jesus. And we've got to be careful not to romanticize the scriptures coming out of the sweet little precious baby born and, and all of those type of things in the Christmas season, not to romanticize it because as we uh, approach Easter and we're reminded of the cross, the death, the burial of Jesus, then it kind of hits us a little bit and we kind of just read cross stuff now and think, okay, but little cute baby Jesus and now we're, uh, no, 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 the weight of all of this. The reality of the cross, the reality of that, uh, of that torture, that, that brutality of it. He is aware and he knows the cost at hand. He, he knows what's coming, well aware of the moment, what's required of the goal that is set before him. The goal of bringing glory to God by laying his life down for sinful man. He knows that. And, and I don't know about you, but I love the realness of the scriptures. Jesus is full of in the moment here and feels the weight of what's coming, full in the moment. The God-man, 100% flesh and blood like you, clothes himself in flesh and blood and lives a life like the ones he comes to save, Uh, lives a life like the ones he comes to rescue and redeem, goes through what we go through, has to put up with what we put up with, has to deal with what we deal with. Ups, all of that stuff he is aware, uh, well aware of, and in tune with. And he comes and he clothes himself in that purposely, intentionally to bring glory to God and to rescue and redeem us. And so, the thing that I love about the scriptures, about stories like this, where you get to see a little bit of the humanity of Jesus in this, the thing that I love is that our God is aware. Our God is well aware. He's well aware of what you brought in this room this morning. He's well aware of the hang-ups. He's well aware of the struggles. He's well aware of the difficulties. He's well aware of the frustration. He's well aware of the anxieties. He's well aware of all the things that are just kind of hanging on to 2022 and, 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 and you're uh, nipping at your ankles. He's well aware of all that. He knows and he sympathizes. He knows and he uh, relates to. He knows and he cares and he feels what you feel in that moment. And that's what I love about our God. Not just some ethereal somebody out there, but somebody who came to his creation, who cared for his creation in spite of our rebellion, in spite of our uh, 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 running from, in spite of, uh, he didn't mess it up, we messed it up. And what does he do? He clothes himself in flesh and blood and he comes and he lives a perfect, sinless life. And so in this moment, he feels that. And what I would press you this morning is this. Just know that God has purpose in what you go through. There was a purpose here in this. Verse 27 wasn't just written to be written. It wasn't just some like cute little like, like hey, let's, let's just put this in there. No, 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 there is purpose and there's intention uh, uh, in this. And I believe it's because in those dark days, God wants to remind you that, that he's aware, that he knows, that he cares. Feel the weight of that. that. That's good. And what that should do is press us all the more because hear me, church, when you go through those times, when you go through the difficulties and the struggle, I believe that there's great, great purpose. And the first purpose in the believer's life through, through going through those moments is for his glory. Man, that we would suffer well, that, that we would fight through that well, that we would press in well for His glory and for His great name. And I, second, I believe the second thing that's accomplished through that is for our sanctification are shaping and molding more into the image of Jesus. Him getting rid of and, and, and sanding down some rough edges in our life, in our heart, in our thinking, in our actions, and shaping us and molding us more into the image of Jesus. Less like us, us dying, it's, it's a part of the old man being, uh, uh, being, being murdered and put to death and the new man coming more and more alive. And, and hear me, it's a difficult, difficult process and it brings about with it much pain. But man, it's a good process that's needed. And so it goes on in verse 27. And, and so Jesus says, what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. But, but for this purpose, I have come to this hour. It's almost as if like Jesus ain't like, 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 like get, me, get me out of this. Help, help me sidestep it. I mean, is that, that's, that's the way we approach things in, used to be 2022, now 2023, isn't it? That's the way our world does it. If it's difficult, if it's hard, if it's, just get me out of it. God, just rescue me. Get me out of this. We don't care what he's trying to teach us. We don't care what he's trying to accomplish in us. We don't care what he's trying to do. Just, just get me out. Just hit the eject button. Uh, just, just, uh, just do it a different way. I mean, there's got to be, a but you, 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 we can't do it this way. God's loving and gracious, he would never allow. If he did it to his son, why wouldn't he do it to us? If he loved Jesus enough to let him go through that, why would he not let us love us enough to go through that? Because what does that do? It causes us to run all the more to him. Rely on him all the more. Seek him all the more. And so here in this moment, it would appear, get me, get me out of this? No, 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 no. No. this is my purpose. This is my call. This is the target we're shooting for. This is the goal that was set before me. And the thing, church, is that Jesus in every second of his life never took his heart and his eyes off the reality of the goal. Off the reality of the purpose of him being, no matter how difficult the moment was, no matter how glorious the moment was, no matter how much it seemed like the crowds loved him and just wanted him so much, and doesn't matter how much uh, they tried to persecute him and have him murdered in the moment, Jesus did it, not for their response, but for the glory of the Father. That's what he was striving for. That's what he was going at. Not get me out of here. I know what I'm called to. I know the purpose every second, every moment of his life. And so what that reminds me of and that what I need to share with you is this, is that every goal has a cost. Every goal that you set, every target that you shoot for, every direction that you go, every goal has a cost. Every goal. And, and so one of the reasons maybe that the goal is not getting accomplished in your life or that resolution has not been accomplished or, or eight days in and we're already like hitting the eject button is maybe because we're not fully committed to the cost, not, not fully committed to the cost. Like I can remember, and it seems like the going rate and I looked up uh, 2022 and then some of the the, uh, the resolutions that are made kind of top of the list, 2023 is always this this health and wellness kick. Like I'm gonna lose weight, I'm gonna get in shape, I'm gonna run further than I've ever ran, I'm gonna get chiseled, I'm gonna, my sweat's gonna glisten at the end of the day and it's just gonna be awesome and I'm just the best physique, the best me, I'm gonna eat uh, 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 vegetables, but not like the the We're going to steam those things, no butter, or go raw. Like like there's all of these like ideas and thoughts of how to and get to. And in 2022, 2023, the majority of those at the top of the list were health and wellness. But the thing you've got to understand, the thing you've got to understand about that is that that's great and that's an awesome goal to shoot for. And we should we should be healthy. We should have the ability to do certain things. But you got to understand the cost that comes with that. Like I never could understand. I mean, I would go to the gym three days a week back in my younger days, four days, sometimes five. I never could understand it. I would go to the gym. I would do all that, and then it being the gym. I mean, I would still drink soda. If it was nine o'clock and I was hungry, I'm going to the pantry. I, uh, um, I mean, I would kind of eat healthy sometimes. Like whenever there, I mean, didn't have another option. Dessert, never skip that. You know, like, that's like the first course of don't Let's don't bring that thing at the end. Let's put it at the front. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, let's put the good stuff at the beginning, yo. I mean, so, so, so and, and I would, I mean, I would kind of run on the treadmill some. I would kind of lift weights. I, would, I mean, I, I just didn't understand why I wasn't losing weight. I didn't understand why I wasn't getting healthy. I didn't understand why I couldn't go further than I've ever went. I, I just I couldn't get it. It's because I wasn't committed to the goal that was set before me. I didn't weigh the cost. I didn't go fully fully in and I just believe that's what happens so often it's so easy to to give up and to abandon the goal when you haven't counted the cost and went fully in uh, of what that what would be required to accomplish that and so what Jesus says here is I mean there's no way I'm backing out no way no way that I'm I'm backing out there is a cost and I've counted that and I knew what that cost is and I'm going to go after it hardcore why because eternity is at stake mankind and eternity with God is at stake. Jesus has come to purchase and redeem to pay a price that we can, to pay a price that we cannot pay to do for us what all of us in this room with our best intentions our best effort uh, our, our our years of living and the amount of goodness that we could talk about and share with and we could stack up for however high we need to stack up with the men and women in this room it still falls woefully short because it's not our goodness that makes us right with God it's the sacrifice of Jesus is what saves us and rescues us it, it, it's, it's nothing to do with us it's all to do with him He's the one that has purchased and redeemed. He is the one who has countered the cost and laid down his life willingly for the redemption of man. That's what he's. It's it's too important for him not to continue on, even in the difficulty, even in the struggle, even when he's in the garden and his 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 sweat becomes drops of blood as the the anguish and the intense moment even gets even closer as the cross vastly approaches. He knows what's coming. And he doesn't check out even in the most difficult of the most difficult. And I'm just here to tell you, church, we've not been in a moment like that. We've not been in a situation, and circumstance, as bad as they are, as difficult as 2022 has been. We've not been at that place. And what this shows us, what this gives us great encouragement about is this. God in the flesh, Jesus in the flesh says, I'm in. I'm all in and I'm doing this for the redemption of of man. So here's the goal. I've already kind of let it out of the bag, but here, here's the goal that Jesus was focused on and did not take his eyes and heart off of, is glorifying God. Look, look at what he says there at 28. Father, glorify your name. Everything that Jesus did, everything that Jesus was about was about this glorifying God, glorifying His name. His name is connected to who He is, His character, His nature, who He is. Jesus wanted in everything that He did to point back to the beauty and the greatness of God. That's what God's glory is, how great, how awesome, how mighty, His beauty, what what He's like, who He is, uh, pointed back. He wanted everything to point back to His glory, His great name, and everything that He did. That's why you see Him slipping off praying. He wanted to be aligned with the Father's will. That's why you did not see him uh, at the temptation whenever Satan tried to tempt him. That's why you didn't see him step outside of the bounds of what God's will for his life was. No, he stayed right underneath and in the middle of God's will. While the whole time he had the ability, the ability to do whatever was asked, the ability to shut Satan up and show him the ability to smack him in the mouth but what does he do he submits to the father's guiding he submits to the father's leading he submits to the father's name why because in that there is glory and honor to be had and all glory and all honor was the driving force behind everything that Jesus did so how does everything that we do as a people as a church point to the beauty and greatness of God how does it do that I mean is this on the forefront of your mind and your heart is this the filter that you run everything through? Is this, is this the thing that you just can't get your mind off of? Is, is, this, is this the reality that you, that you long for in everything that you do, every decision you make, every action that you uh, uh, live out, every, every word that you speak, is that on the forefront of your heart and mind? Because for Jesus it was. That, that was Jesus' purpose in his heart. In everything, healing someone, God gets Glory. Discipline someone, God gets glory. Doing a miracle, God gets glory. Going to the cross, God gets glory. Everything was about God's glory and God's name and renown being made known. At the forefront of his heart and mind. And hear me, it's more than just a Sunday for an hour. It's more than just a Wednesday for a couple hours. It's more than just a small group time. It's more than a, a mission trip for, for a week long. It, it, this is the, We've got to get to the place where we discipline ourselves. Everything that I do. Is this for the glory and honor of God? The things that I say, the things that I think, the actions that I, that I live out. So, so, so it looked like this. Your job tomorrow is not just for you to go there and make money and support a family. Your job tomorrow, as you go, whatever that job is, whatever it is that you do, the, the heart and the bent for you should be to bring glory to God. So whether it is the job that you dread or the job that you love, you go there not working for man, but working for God in his name. You don't work for your own glorification. Well, man, look at what, look at what he can do. Look at how he can get this. Or look at how he accomplished. No, no. To God be the glory. The only reason why I, I can do that is because of what He's done in me. The only reason why I can live like that and do this and serve this way uh, with the bosses, whatever, is because of what God's done in me. Or or with clientele that's just ridiculous and out of their mind is because of what God has done for me. And I'm reminded that that I'm here for His glory and His great name. The way you parent your kids. Is that the filter that it runs through, the way that you parent your kids? How am I going to bring glory to God in the way that I love, the way that I walk with, the way that I I share, the way that I discipline, the way that I play? Every facet of my life with my kids, this should be the driving force. Does it bring glory to God? Does it bring honor to His name in difficult seasons, when you're at dinner? And how do I bring glory to God's name while I'm sitting here eating in this restaurant? How can I praise him? How can I make much of him? How can I worship him here in this moment and point to the beauty and greatness of him when you have that talk with your neighbor, when you're outside just walking in your neighborhood or when you're at the ball game of one of your kids or when you're uh, cut off in traffic or you go to Walmart? Yeah, all those other things are like cute fuzzy little fun things, you know what I'm saying? You want to talk about a difficult time bringing glory and honor to God? Yesterday at Walmart with my wife, to run in just for a few minutes. And I don't know what happened, y'all. Like, dang, in our world, you would have thought it was still Christmas. Like, they, like last minute Christmas. Show. I mean, places were packed. It was crazy. I mean, lines out, uh, and they had people working this time. It wasn't just the machines. And like, you, you're the employee for that few minutes. I guess like, the kid, didn't we all just like want to do that? We, we our, Like, our dream job was to be a cashier. Like, hey, yeah. And so like, Walmart has brought it to you. But anyways, I'm sorry, I, that's not part of the talk. Get back on Yeah, but but go to that place. Things don't work, things happen, this is going on, it's that. Man, Real quick, how can we bring glory to God even in those moments, those times? So this has got to be the motivation behind everything we do. Got to be the heart behind everything we do. How do we put on display God's glory? And, And then look at what happens in verse 28 here at the end. God responds to Jesus in this moment. He's praying, he's talking, he says this, and then, and then God responds. Verse 28 says, then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. God says, I have. I, I've glorified me through you, and, and I'm going to continue to do that. I'll do it again. And, and the crowd here in 29 through 30, the crowd is kind of confused. They're thinking like, man, is this, is this thunder? What's happening? What's going on? Is it an angel? And then Jesus responds, no, no, this was for your sake. that this God did this for his glory and for your sake. For his glory and for your good, that's what God, that's why he did this. That's why he responds in this moment. That's what takes place in this moment and gets us to verse 31. It says this, uh, now is the judgment of this world. Jesus says, now is the judgment. Now will the ruler of this world be cast out. Now, not just at the end of time, not not then, not at the end of history, but, but now, the day of judgment comes in the death of Jesus on the cross. Church, that's the blow that Satan takes that he can't stand. That he can't handle that, that seals his fate for eternity that's the blow so for us in this room if we have trusted Jesus you are united to him in his death is your death his condemnation is your condemnation and if you've never trusted Jesus in faith and relationally walked in that if you've never trusted Jesus you stand condemned by the uh, by your sin by your rejection of the offer of forgiveness that he offers at the cross. That's what Jesus is saying here. That's what's happening here. That's that judgment that he talks about. And then he goes on to verse 32 and he says, and I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. And he said this to show by what kind of death he was going to die. So what this says is, is a reference to the cross. Him being hoisted up on that awful execution stake. Him being raised up in that moment, on that tree, on that cross, for Our sin, our shame, being absorbed in him and him absorbing the wrath of God, answering and paying what we can't. But then also here is this word. When I'm lifted up from the earth, I will draw all people to myself. This all people here is not a claim that everybody gets in. This is, this is not a, a, a universal, everybody will make it, everybody will be saved, just, just do the best you can because I'm, I'm here to, you, the best you can is, is still woefully short of the requirement of what, uh, of, of salvation with God. So, so it, it's not, it's not a, a, a all-inclusive, everybody's in no matter what, I mean just different, different ways maybe you can get in. That, that's not what this is. This all people claim that's made here is an invitation to everyone everywhere, namely the Gentiles, namely us in this room, that over 2,000 years ago with the death of Jesus, salvation can come for those of us outside the chosen people, outside of the Jewish people. And so this is an invitation. This is a, this is a making a way and a possibility uh, for, for even the Gentiles uh, to be saved, to, to, to come to faith in Christ. This isn't every tribe, every tongue, every people, every, every type of invitation is what this is. That's what Jesus accomplishes and does on the cross. Which brings us to 34, so the crowd answered him. We, we've heard the law uh, that the Christ remains forever. How can you say that the Son of Man must be lifted up? Uh, who is the Son of Man? Here, here they go. They don't. They don't. They still don't get it. They're not. They're not understanding what's happening. And Jesus just said, "Hey, this is this is for your this is for your benefit. What you just heard happen that, that's that's for your benefit. That's to point to. That's to show all the more." And so they they got that he was saying that he was going to die. They just didn't understand who he was. They didn't want to get that part. So what does Jesus do? He does what he normally does. He helps break it down. He helps bring into focus. He helps let them know. And he does it the way he's done it in the book of John already by using this image of light. Verse 35, so Jesus said to them, the light is among you for a little while longer. Jesus is testifying of himself. We see that throughout the scriptures. I am the light of the world. I am the way that, uh, he says those type of things. I am the only way. And what he is telling them here is that that that's who he is it's, his, it's a reference uh, and an invitation to life and life in the fullest. That's what Jesus is doing here. Because when light is used in the scriptures here, it's, in, it's an emblem of, of God and his holiness. And what Jesus is saying, again, I am, I am God in the flesh and I'm here for a while and then I'm gone. John 1, 4, he, he already said it. He says, he said, this is what he says. He says, in him was life and the life was the light of men. Him here being Jesus, in him, in, in Jesus, is life. That's the only place life is found, church, in a relationship with Christ. And he is the light of man. He's the only way of salvation. John 14, 6 says it like this, says, says to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So the only way that salvation is had is through a relationship with Jesus. And that relationship is through faith. It's seeing who Christ is and understanding who you are. And in that moment of the Holy Spirit opening up your heart, breaking you in your sin, man, faith and repentance happens. And you run relationally to Jesus through faith. And that's what Jesus is trying to tell them. That's what he's trying to get them to see. That's what he's trying to get them to understand. He's telling the people of this day and even ours thousands of years later that he's the only way of salvation in life. The only way. The only way of salvation in life. So he goes on in 35 and he says, walk while you have the light. lest darkness overtake you. The, the one who walks in the darkness does not know where he is going. Is that not an awful feeling to be lost I mean, who jumps in the car and be like, all right, babe, let's go get lost today? Which, I mean, I know we like live in 2023 now. See how I'm doing that? That's good, right? Um, so we live in 2023 now, and, and our phone can get us anywhere we need it to get us to as long as there's service, and you don't start that waste thing over whenever there's no service because now you are kind of stuck, and you've got to drive to you can find service, hopefully. I've just heard of that. Um, but anyways, and I've been reminded by my wife that that's how that works. So anyways, um, with her in the car, because she hates that. Like y'all like she like one of her pet peeves and things. And like I'm just like I'm I'm a f I'm, I'm A D D, wiry, in, in for the adventure, you know what I'm saying? And my dad's philosophy was son, do we got gas in the tank? Yeah, dad? Well then you're good to go. So as long as there's enough gas to get you somewhere, you're never lost. And so, so, so for me, like that's, that's my, that's my mentality. That's my approach. Not so much hers. Like there was this time that, um, uh, we, we just moved here, not, or we'd moved here and then we got married. She moved here. And as she moves here, um, uh, like like she works down at the hospital, um, and we're over here in Bowling Springs. And so, uh, about a week after we get married, like I, I go on a week and a half hiatus, meaning mission trip for the Lord. And a, uh, a retreat for the kid with the kids. Like I'm student pastor, so we have a retreat, and after that retreat, we come out and we're gone for like a, a week, uh, week and a half to uh, to Mexico. And so, like, like I'm there on mission trip. She's here working at a place that she's never really been to, with roads that she don't know. And, and like I can remember one time, uh, I'm at the, um, I'm at the retreat, and I'm on the phone with her, and she's like, uh, "Do I go left or right?" I'm like, uh, "Left. No, wait, right. Where where wh- where are we going?" And by that time, I mean, she's already past the exit. And whose fault is it? It's my fault. And so I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Well, let's just let's look for the next one. What, what do you see around you? She's like, trees. There's trees everywhere. i might <laughs> like, like, like that's, that's, that's the biggest part of South Carolina, babe. Okay, so like, give me something more to go on. And so she, she begins to talk. She begins to tell me. And, she, and she, like, she starts talking faster and getting more angry at me. Like, it's my fault that she don't know where she's going. As She's the one that gets in the car to drive. <sighs> We've worked through a lot since then. But... um. I've learned my place, that I'm the one to get her the directions on time. But anyways, um, so she's coming. It's funny because like it ends up with her getting pulled over. She, she's, in the, I'm, she's in the nursery this morning, so I can tell this like this. Um, so, so she gets, uh, it's true, I'm not, she does, she gets pulled over. And as she gets pulled over, the officer comes up and he's just kind of shaking his head. And he's like, ma'am. And she's just kind of like in a, in a frantic, like panic type. And her, I mean, she's 10 and 2. And like she's white knuckling it. And she's just like, yes, sir. I just, I envision it like that. I don't know if it really happened like that. But that's just how I see it. Like, yes, sir. And her eyes are all big. And she's probably fuming at me. And it's just, I'm saying I'm like, um, is it ma'am? Do you know how fast you're going? She's like, no, officer. No, I do not. And I'm like, I'm always like, you don't give them attitude. You know what I'm saying? Like, you will get tased and put in the back. Like, you don't want that. <laughs> And so um, so she's having this interaction with him. He's like, well, well ma'am, I'll tell you how fast you were going. You, you were going 85. Okay. Well, ma'am, the speed limit's 45. Yeah, th- yeah that doesn't end well for people. You know what I'm saying? they like, this is how her prison ministry got started. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, but no, he's like, like, well, ma'am, I can see that there's an issue. Um, is everything Okay. And she's like, no, no, it's not. She's like, I'm lost. He's like, well, well why are you, tr- where are you trying to get? It? She's like, my house. <laughs> He's like, oh, all right, just, just give me your license. And so she gets, and it's a West Virginia license. She hadn't switched it over yet. It's West Virginia. He's like, well, maybe you're a long way from home. She's like, no, we just moved here and I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> He's like, well, ma'am, do you, do you, what's your address? And so she gives him. And he, like, escorts her to the road to get her to the house. And it was just, but, but that's an awful feeling, isn't it? Not to be lost. And maybe you don't struggle quite like she does. But, 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 but when I read this, this is what those who walk in the darkness does not know where he is going. Man, man that, that's an awful, awful feeling. But, church, that's our world. That's a picture of our world. It has no idea, no idea, to, it has no idea to get where they need to get to. They don't know the directions, they don't know how to do that, they don't know uh, where to turn, they don't know what to, they do not know what to do and that's why they try everything in the world to do it. That's why they try money, they try success, they try popularity, uh, uh, they, they try relationships, they, they try everything is what they press at us mean, that's will get you where you need to be that's where you find life that's where you find purpose that's where you find hope but it's not like we, we know that that's a lie and, and that's what Jesus says man as long as you're in the light if you're in the light you, you, it'll be revealed you'll know where to go where to turn he, he's the GPS that, that, we, that we listen to that guides us that, that, we, that we follow hard after and that's what he's telling them and the one who walks in darkness does not know where he is going in church that should break our heart it it should crush us to the point of us being willing to do whatever it takes to get the gospel out. Whatever it takes to get the gospel out. Which brings us to verse 36. While you have the light, believe in the light that you may become sons of light. So those of us in this room who are sons of light, who have experienced and been made alive in Jesus Christ, those of us who are sons and daughters through faith in the light, what do we do? We reflect and shine. That's what the light does. The light shines, the light reveals, the light engages, the light makes known. That's what we're called to do, which brings me to our first target goal for this year. It's for us to glorify God by sharing the gospel. Glorify God by sharing the gospel. So as the band comes back up, seems pretty simple, doesn't it? I mean, I mean yeah, like, does God. I've been in church for, oh, uh, yeah. Okay, glorify God, yeah, we, yeah okay, we, yeah, I'm in. Sharing the gospel, uh, that's a little bit, okay, man. I mean, it seems like a no-brainer, don't it, right? Like, just, just tell people about Jesus. And let me take that even a step further. Tell people about what Jesus has done by way of the cross, Share the story of Jesus. It's great to share the story of you, but but, but the story of you is a result of someone sharing the story of Jesus in your life. We've got to be more intentional. See, it's easy, it's easy to say, hey, we're gonna glorify God by sharing the gospel. What just happened this morning? Scott shared the gospel. You are a part of the gospel being shared by being here. If you give to the church, you're a part of the gospel being shared. That, but that's not what I'm talking about. Yeah, keep doing that. Keep being here. Keep being a part. Keep giving of your, your life, your talents, everything. But, but what I'm saying is I want you. I want you, per, if I could walk down every road. Say look, I want, Landon, look at me. I want you to share the gospel, dude, this year. To your basketball team, To your campus. I don't know. Just, I've been in a habit of calling you out here lately, haven't I? We had this thing Friday night here, the basketball team. They fed them, and I got to share devotion, and I like warm out a little bit with like how I beat them that one time. anyways, that's another story for another day. But here I go at it again. But dude, I do. Like like I, I mean, God could use you on your campus, Frank, where you're at, where you're at, Bill, where you guys walk, where you go through, whatever God's got for you in 2023. I mean, you, Avery, you, Sam, at your campus. Where y'all work? You know what I'm saying? Y'all, where y'all are at, Jason? Like, I know, I know you gonna tell somebody about Jesus, aren't you, Jane? You gonna do it, Jane? Where you go, Clay, Loretta, Donnie? I mean, you guys, I know Blake. You guys, I know it, Pete, Jerry. Maggie, like, 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 guys, like, uh, Mikey, y'all, like, 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 I'm, I'm not just saying, okay, let's just generically do it, and we'll go kind of hand out a little, try- no, like, like, I mean, look someone in the eyes, care for them enough, care for the soul of man, because church, the, the reality is this, and, and we live in a day and age, it's like, just so infatuated by love, but the thing you've got to remember, with love comes wrath, you, you can't strip God of his holiness because if you just talk about God and his love, 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 ushi gushy God, and he's this, and it, and it makes it, uh, everybody gets in no matter what, this universal thought of, uh, th- then you strip and rob God of who he is, and that's not God. Because with, with love, it comes holiness. And, and when the sacredness of love is violated, the wrath of love is present. And that's a character the nature and attribute of God that has to be there. And so for those of us in the room, man, who have seen the light, who have believed in the light, who has come to faith in Jesus Christ, the driving force in our hearts should be to glorify God in everything. And, and the way that we can do that is by telling people the truth about who Jesus Christ is. And I don't know about you, but I'll just, I'll just pull back the curtain. The thing that scares me is I'm a preacher. And I'm one of those dumb th- Bible-thumping type redneck whatever guys. And, and that's the excuse that I've used in the past. I mean, I don't want to be that, that guy that just beats people over the head with the Bible and just... You, you don't have to. You don't have to, share, you don't have to share the gospel that way. You don't have to get a megaphone and start screaming at someone at the corner. You don't have to knock on your neighbor's door. Do you know Jesus? We're going to fry like a sausage if you don't. Hell is hot and you're coming right for you. Yeah, that wins everybody, doesn't it? That's how Jesus did it, isn't it? Sit on the corner with his megaphone and said, you dirty, no good. You're going to fry to hell. No! He got down on their level. He walked with them relationally. He shared truth see this is i don't know why but we were talking this morning this just hit me uh it was back in my day whenever i was trying to do the gym thing um and i was into the resolution and i was doing it and and i was over in inman and i would got to know a little bit the guy at the counter and i wasn't quite there yet with being able to just man like just and you would think that i would be but i just wasn't yet but i but I've, i have wore a wwjd bracelet for probably about the last 20 years of my life not the same one they get nasty in so i change them but at this particular time, I had one that almost looked like the rainbow. And I felt a little bit embarrassed about it because I just, I know what in the world, what the rainbow symbolizes and what they think, which is not what it means. The rainbow is a promise of God. That's what the rainbow means. That, that God's love and mercy has been poured out and he has purified and he has promised to his people that he will never do that again in that form or fashion. But I felt a little embarrassed and so I'm like, God used that in a moment to be able to share the gospel because it wasn't rainbow. What it was, it was those, those colors like red for blood, blue for baptism, white for purity, green for growth, black for sin. And so, so, I, so I walk over to him and I'm like, hey dude, how you doing good? And I'm just sitting there talking to him kind of shooting the breeze. I'm like, was you looking at my bracelet? Because he wasn't. But like, that was just kind of like my inroad at that moment. And I don't know why God just like let me do it. And I'm like, I've got up on the thing and I'm like, we're just talking. I know it's kind of weird, but it's, it's got his attention. I said, did I just see you checking out my bracelet? And he's like, I was, I'm just joking with you. I said, I, said, I felt a little uncomfortable with it because it almost looks like the rainbow, but it's not. In fact, let me, let me tell you what it is. You need this black right here, this is actually, actually about the gospel. This black right here is, is uh, a representation of, of man apart from God. Because we're sinful and we're wicked, this black right here represents man, our lostness and our sinfulness before God. And we'll have to uh, stand and answer for that unless, see that red? That red is a representation of Jesus' blood being poured out on the cross for us, for the remission of sin, for the forgiveness of sin. And so that black right there, look at what it becomes next. It becomes white. You know what white means? White means holy and pure. I mean, I'm forgiven if my faith and trust has been put on the work of Jesus and what he's accomplished on the cross. And I walk relationally with him and I am made right and perfect and holy. That's what the white means. And you know what the green means? The green means growth. The green means that, that, that I'm, I'm gonna mess up I'm gonna struggle from time to time. I'm gonna have some things happen and I'm gonna not represent Him well, but I'm gonna uh, do my best and let the Holy Spirit convict me and I'm gonna live a life of repentance and walking in uh, unison with Him and in His will the best uh, that, that, that I can and He'll call me on it when I don't. But, I mean, I'm gonna grow and I'm gonna be shaped and molded into the image of Christ. I said, you see that gold right there? You know what that gold is? And that gold's eternity with Him. As a result of that red and Him making me white, forgiving me of my sin, I get eternity with Him. I said, I don't know. So I just, I kind of felt uncomfortable wearing it because it looked like the rainbow, but it, nah, that's what it means and that's what, and he's just like, I'm like, dang, if I just had Franklin to like play the keyboard, like you ready to strike up a song, brother, we're doing this. No. And I don't know if he ever came to fi- faith in Christ, but he heard the gospel. But he heard, the, and, and it was uncomfortable for me and, it was, and I really wasn't like that. I don't, I might have been, I don't know. But, but it was an easy way to share the gospel and tell the story of who Jesus is. And so what I'm asking you to do is to do that, to share the God. And we'll go get crazy little rainbow-looking bracelets to do it if that's what you need. Whatever, whatever it takes to do it. And I'm, not, and I'm just asking like a generalization if like, yeah, if some of you would. Statistically, it says this. It says that 90 people, 90% of believers will die without ever sharing their faith. 90% in this room so a room like this, what that means is there's about seven or eight of us before we, we cross over into eternity will have ever shared the gospel with one person. Would you feel that for a moment? We gather here this morning as him being the greatest love of our life and we never tell one person about him? Scott, you're making me feel bad. That's not Scott. That's called the Holy Spirit and that's called conviction and that is a good gift from God, church. And if you feel that, there's a way to get rid of that. It's called repentance, running to the cross and saying, Jesus, I'm sorry. Give me the strength. Give me the boldness. Help me as goofy as I'm... I'll get you a bracelet. We'll do it. Whatever. Help me be obedient to the call to tell people of the glorious hope that I say that's within me. 90% never... Never that intentional with sharing. And in church, we live in a day and age where it's not, it's, not, it's not good enough just to be nice or to, oh, well, I go to church. Going to church does not make you saved. Wearing the NLBF t-shirt does not make you saved. Having the sticker on your car, wearing the WW, that does not make you saved. What makes you saved is the redemptive work of Jesus and you having a relationship with Him. Through faith, that's what saves you. And as a result, there should be this burning desire and fire within the heart of a believer to tell people about that. How many people told somebody about that crazy hit this week that almost took the man's life? How many people told somebody this week of what they got for Christmas? How many people told somebody this week of of something that absolutely did nothing for the scope of eternity for them? We can do it. We can do it. The question is will we be committed enough to the goal to share and give him glory and honor by the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus? Will we love and will we care enough for? So, next week, I'm going to have some targets set up. And I'm going to have a way for you to, to sign those targets and commit to saying, Yes, I want to be. And I'm not I, just initials. And, and we're not going to be legalistic about this thing and follow you around. Like in two weeks, I'm coming to your house. I'm going to sit down and I'm show me the list of where you've, where you've been this week. And we're not doing that. We're going to lovingly challenge you every week. Hey, who have you you been aware of? Because we thought about, well, maybe we should give you a name. Just put a name down on a card. You can kind of carry that and you can deal with that. But maybe that isn't who God's got for you to share the gospel with right now. Maybe it's like the drive-by gospel sharing that I did in the gym with the bracelet. Maybe it's at lunch today. Maybe it's at work two weeks from now. Maybe it's at the ball game. Maybe, who knows where it's at? But, But it's us having the awareness. To look for and ask, man, how can I bring glory to God? And the way that I'm going to be intentional with that is by sharing the gospel with someone. Speaking the name of Jesus and who He is and what He has done for us on the cross. That's what I'm asking for the church to do this year. And I'm not asking for you, discipleship, a life group leader. I'm not asking you, a guy that's been following Jesus forever and has made disciples. I'm I'm asking you, every single one of you. I don't care how far along you are or not how far along you are. And and hear me, you don't even have to be good at it because it's not about you being good at a presentation. It's about the work of the Holy Spirit doing in someone's life and you just tell somebody about Jesus. And even even if it's met with resistance or it's met with difficult questions, God can work and do in that moment more than you could ever dream of. And your willingness and ability to be able to step out and just share. So the first goal for us as a church, my desire, my hope. And I was thinking, like, man, how cool would it be if we just like seventy-five like percent? I don't seventy-five percent. That, that's weak, y'all. I want one hundred percent. I want I want everybody in this room to commit this year. Yeah, yeah. I, Scott, I'll do it. I will be more aware and position myself and be more in tune with bringing glory to God. How by sharing the gospel with someone? I don't even know who the someone is. And it's okay to pray that way. God, who? And, and maybe there's people in your heart, but maybe you don't get to that person. And maybe it's somebody else that, that just, like I said, in the, in the drive-by moment. But that's what I want us to be known as, it's a church that loves people enough to tell them the truth about Jesus. Loves people enough to tell them the truth about who Christ is and what he has done. So that's what I'm asking us to do. That's what I'm asking us to do this year. First goal is this, will you be willing? I don't want to pray about it. Ask him. Ask him. God, God, give me the boldness. Give me the strength. Take away the excuses, because I know the thought. Like, like for me, like going to the gym. I mean, I could come over. I just don't got the time. Who does have the time, right? I just don't have the drive. Who does have the drive? I just don't. Man, what if it? What if it makes that? Really, it's going. I'm just going to tell you right now. It's going to be weird. All right. Let's just get it out of the way. It's, sharing Jesus with somebody is going to be weird. Why? Because it flies in the face of everything that this world stands for. And especially if that person doesn't know Jesus as Lord and Savior, it's going to be very offensive it was very offensive to you whenever the gospel was shared to you and your heart hurt it. Why? Because we like us, we're lost, we're sinful, we, we need rescued. We're lost, so we don't even know we're lost. We, we've got the full tank of gases driving around, so we think. Don't tell me I'm lost. I've got three quarters of a tank, man. I, I'm going somewhere. Really where? I don't know, but I'm going somewhere. And it's usually in those moments when they finally hit E, now you've got their attention, God's got their attention. When God knocks you on your back, but I mean, let's love people enough not to wait to that point. So, so I'm gonna ask you this week to pray and next week I'm gonna have an opportunity for you to, to, to say yes, I'm gonna do that and to respond. And i to say yeah, yeah I, I want to be someone who shares the gospel for the glory of God in his name. So Father, I pray this morning for us in this room that you'd help us, give us the boldness, take away the excuses. God knows it's gonna be easy to walk out of this room and it's gonna be easy in a few hours to forget that this is about God I'm not gonna let us forget I'm not gonna let us forget in two months I'm not gonna let us forget in four months eight months I'm not gonna let us forget God that this this should be a driving force for us as a people in this world is to share of the good news of Jesus Christ there's a world that is lost and just driving around right now hoping to to hit the right thing or to get the right thing and Father we have that we have hope we have life we have everything that's ever needed and it's you so, Father, help us. Give us the boldness. Give us the opportunity. Make us aware. Break us over our own sin. Take that fear away. You're not a God of fear. Take that away from us. The excuses. Help us count the cost, whatever that may be, the weirdness, the difficulty, the struggle. Maybe we don't speak well. Maybe whatever the case is. Father God, in you, we have all that, and we can. God, help us to be submitted and used by you. In your name we pray. Amen. They're going to lead us. You stand. If If, if God has spoken to your heart, you need to pray, you need to know more about what it means about having a relationship with Jesus, we'd love to talk to you about that, but you be obedient. If you want to come pray for whoever it is that maybe is on your heart already, you just be obedient this time to the Lord.